0: I'll see if I can pull it up on my phone at the same time.
1: Hey, 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 guys. I hope you are having a wicked day. I am super, super stoked today. I know we're going live into a few communities. I have a really good friend of mine. I only met met this guy actually in person back into Dubai this year, and we'll maybe talk about that a little bit because that was just an epic, epic event. (laughs) I'm super, super excited to um, be talking with the legend that is John Melton. Dude, how are you doing today, buddy? Living the dream, man. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Hey, mate. It's an absolute uh, pleasure. I know your your view behind your camera is out onto the pool and the hot tub. So I'm <laughs> sure by the end of this, mate, it's time to go and have a dip, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, well, look, mate, um, you know, super excited to have you on. And uh, I know we met over in Dubai recently. Um, I think it was back in February, was it? February, March? Yes. Yeah. Feb- no, February. Yep. February. Yeah, super, super exciting time. That was your first time in Dubai, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it won't be my last, though. We had yeah. a blast. Loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, super good crowd of people, right? Really good yeah. crowd of people. Yeah,
0: there's just so much to do. I mean, it's it's one of the few cities where, you know, like sometimes you go to a city and you're like, that was cool, but, you know, I'll check that off the bucket list. No need to go back. That was one of those places where I was like, we need to be here for at least another couple of weeks. Like it was, it was super dope for sure. Very unique. Nothing like it over here in the U.S. i S I've, yeah, I've never been to a place like it. So, and of course it was awesome to be with a great group of six and seven figure earners from all these different companies. I always love that aspect of, of these types of masterminds. You know, Rob Sperry always puts on a great event, but to go to Dubai, that was definitely a once in a lifetime thing, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to go back at some point soon. Cause we had a, we had a lot of fun for sure
1: yeah it's beautiful just one of them places and i'm sure we talked about it in dubai but it's you know up on the billboards they have like these space cars it reminds me of the jetsons right yeah yeah <laughs> i'm sure if
0: any if any place is going to have flying cars That'll be the place.
1: Oh, it's, it's the place to be. I, I always have in my mind, you know, like, oh, I'm just trying to think of movies of the past. When the world's over, and you've got to get to that one place. Yeah. It's going to be divine, man. It's yeah, going to be like, like, in this yeah. like, big
0: They're, they're going to be like the Wakanda. Have you ever seen yeah. Black Panther? They'll be like Wakanda. It's like yeah. protected bubble. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, love it, love it, love it. So, mate, um, most people are going to know you. And uh, obviously, the impact that yourself and, and Nadia have not only just had in your own business, but, you know, really having a ripple effect out with your podcast, your coaching, your mentorship and stuff. Like, but I know a little bit about your story, but, you know, I know you've been in networking, I think similar time as me really quite a while now, kind of my probably half your life, I guess. Yeah. 2001, I got involved when
0: I was 20 years old and I'm now 41. So yeah, it's been over 20 years of building teams and uh, being in this incredible profession. And thank God for Social media and and learning online strategies, because I had some major uh, we call it MLM PTSD. You know, I was gave up on the industry, but luckily kept going. You know, just said, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out this online thing and see if maybe I can kind of use some of these strategies to generate leads and sales and build a team online from home. Which is funny because I think nowadays everybody for the most part does that, whether they're using Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Zoom or some other strategy or platform, I think most of us probably have a lot of our teams, our customers, you know, from from online connections. Uh, Back in the day, man, it was all offline, eight to faint. (laughs) We would go from morning till night, doing the meetings, the calls, chasing the business. The business was not chasing us. So we started to learn attraction marketing and branding ourselves and just learning how to you know, have conversations online versus offline. And it changed everything for us.
1: Yeah, because you made a shift. I mean, I'm, 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 from memory, I think it was about seven, maybe eight years ago, where you really made a shift to, I mean, forgive me if I'm wrong, but you made a shift to really focus on this attraction market. And, yeah. and that's really where you, you've really grown this audacious global business, right? Yeah. I mean, we started doing videos. uh
0: February 2013. So dude, almost 10 years. Wow. Almost ten years of and I remember I did my, my it was my first day. And I remember I, I recorded I was like, I'm just gonna start recording videos throughout the day. I finally got a smartphone in like 2012. I was like one of those like really stubborn, like, I'm gonna get rich with a flip phone. And then I got a smartphone and I was like, what the hell was I waiting for? But anyway, so uh I got my smartphone, started recording videos started uploading them again, February, 2013. I did like five videos that first day and they were all like one minute, two minute videos. And you know, back then there wasn't like the algorithm and all the things, but there was like not that many people doing videos. So like I got some pretty good engagement right out of the gate. And I was like, Holy crap, this is kind of cool. This is interesting. I'm gonna keep doing this. I'm going to be a vlogger. I had no idea what a vlogger was or what vlogging or blogging or any of that stuff meant. But here's what I knew. I didn't want to have to rely on my friends and family. I don't want to have to like rely on recruiting friends and family and doing the PBRs, private business receptions, three-way calls. Like I just wanted to figure out a better way. So even though I had no clue what I was doing, and I don't know how many of you can relate to this, smash the hard button if you can. But I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was sick and tired of struggling of of having to find people to talk to about my products and opportunity. So like you said, I wanted to learn attraction marketing. I wanted to learn how to attract people to me and build that know, like trust with an audience, with a community. And then eventually the idea was that you built such a large following, such a community that you never have to worry about friends and family or have to worry about, you know, finding leads for your business because you have so many new followers and people in your inbox and I didn't know if it would work, obviously it did, but at the time it was just blind faith. It was just like, please God, let this work because I'm just sick and tired of doing it the old school way. Nothing wrong with the old school way, but when you start to have kids and you're starting to have a family and you just feel like, you know, I don't wanna to have to choose like to be a good dad and a good husband or to get rich. Like, why can't I just have an and life? I heard that from Ray Higney one time. He's like, you don't need an or life, you need an and life. Like I wanna get rich and travel the world and be a great dad and
1: be a great husband. Like I want all the things, right? I don't want to have to choose. Hey, well, this is a a world of abundance. And, you know, the internet certainly brings that, doesn't it? And it's the dream. I I think, you know, this, I guess this like laptop lifestyle that's probably been evolving, you know, the, the kind of the entrepreneurial age for the last kind of, you know, 10, 12 years, like globally, like more and more people have been kind of, I guess, sitting back and watching people. But certainly the last five years, maybe six years has been a huge shift because that's the dream, isn't it? You know, yeah. living, living that mobile lifestyle. Yeah. I like know I was saying to you before, like I'm off to Spain on Saturday and yeah. I'm just going to run my business. I'm going to see my parents, going to yeah. see my sister, going to recruit a ton of people while I'm there. I'm sure <laughs> just have fun. And that's yeah. what what we
0: want to do. Yeah. You're making friends. You're making connections. You know, it's like funny. People ask me, you know, like, what do you do when like, so, someone asks you what you do and, you know, how you make money. What do you do for a living? And I, I really, I don't get into recruiting mode. I get into, you know, build rapport mode. Like, you know, let's become Facebook friends. Like let's, let's connect, you know, because it, it's not about like your elevator pitch. It's not about like, let me give them this one sentence and it's just going to hit. And they're gonna be like, Whoa, that sounds amazing. Plus people are skeptical. People are skeptical. And I know that if you come on too strong, you come on with that commission breath, you come on with your agenda right? What you're trying to get from them versus trying to make a friend versus giving value, you're definitely not going to get the results that you desire. And, you know, all of us have goals and dreams, but, you know, if you desire to be successful and build a business that's profitable, build, build the kind of business that Craig has built, right? If they want to build the kind of business that you've built, they have to start thinking differently and entrepreneurs are really just professional problem solvers, right? We offer solutions, we offer our advice, you know, you almost want to have like the doctor approach where it's like, you're just trying to diagnose their symptoms and give them some suggestions on what you can do to help them, whether it's from a financial standpoint or from, you know, acquiring them as a customer, you know, it depends on what kind of product you're selling. But, you know, at the end of the day, your, your product and your opportunity is a solution for someone's problem, whether the problem is a lack of work, or a lack of purpose, or a lack of money, or a lack of time, or a lack of you know good health, right? So you have to just start thinking differently about your social media. And you know, for me, I I, I just didn't want to come across as like a like a as as Fraser Brooks would say, a Spamela Anderson. You know, I really wanted to to build my business in an authentic way that felt good, but also was producing results. I'm not here to just like Make friends. I'm here to make money, but it starts with a relationship, a friendship before a partnership, typically.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. The quality of our lives within the quality of our relationship, as, as Tony Robbins has always said. And yep. yeah, so I was doing a live the other day, like there's a bunch of us committed to do like 165 lives every day for the next year. So that's just like truly epic. But I think when you when you get into this business, you have these like you, and you've given me flashbacks. I remember going back maybe like 15 years and like, you know, like this elevator pitch, te- teaching people what to say in like 30 seconds. But it's just it's just uncomfortable isn't it it's almost like you know as you said you don't want to kind of get into the warm market kind of vibe and um in the form of like feeling like you have to recruit your friends and family and i think you know getting into a lift always i remember doing the training i just had this flashback i remember getting into a lift like about a day or two later and thinking yeah and nah, this is like the most uncomfortable thing ever but connecting with people yeah. and being on social media that's yeah. where people are It's where people are spending their time nowadays.
0: Yeah. And you're playing the long game, right? You know, the way I look at it is that most people I'm connected with are eventually going to buy one of my products. Eventually, they're going to maybe buy a training course or some affiliate thing I launch, or they're going to become a part of my my organization, my downline, my team. We're going to partner together. Something. Something's going to happen. But not if I'm always pitching and selling. Not if I come across as a person that has, again, that commission breath. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if people feel like you're sleazy and you're always trying to sell them something, it's it's not it's not going to bode well on on social media. You think about all the people you follow right now, they're probably entertaining or informative, inspiring, they're relatable. So that's how you should want to show up. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking about this beforehand, right? It's like you just stay in your lane, you stay in your bubble, you focus on positivity, enthusiasm. I don't care what's going on in the world. I'm not going to get caught up in that nonsense. I do my best to avoid the news. (laughs) I mean, obviously, look, you want to be informed. Like, I get it. But, you know, the truth is, people need, right now, especially, I know, at least in America, like, wait, on this side, right? This phone's backwards. In this country, we got some problems over here. I don't know about the rest of y'all. I can't speak for all countries, but I know here we got some problems, big problems. But I'm not going to focus on problems. I'm going to focus on solutions. And solutions to me are, positivity, uh, enlightenment, you know, inspiring people, making an impact, like just people need that stuff. People want to laugh. They want to feel good. And look, when people feel good, you know, they're more open to having a conversation or wanting to learn more about you because they're like, man, this person's a good human. Like this person motivates me. This person has piqued my curiosity. And by the way, you talked about attraction marketing. When you attract, it's like a magnet. Yeah. So you attract the kind of people you would want to work with because you're showing up as classy and not trashy. Right. You're showing mm-hmm. up as a professional. You're showing up with positivity, with light, especially during a dark time. Right. You're, you're encouraging people. You're doing all these things. But at the same time, guess what's happening? Mm-hmm. If you're doing it right, you're also repelling people. <laughs> and I know I <laughs> repel people because I get those haters in the comments. I get the Karens. Right. I get those like it's funny especially when we started going viral on TikTok and Facebook reels the first time, there were so many dudes, like middle-aged dudes that kind of like look like me, you know, white dudes that would like get in the comments and be so disrespectful and so ignorant. I'm like, I I was just so grateful that I chose a different path 20 years ago because really network marketing is personal development with a comp plan attached, right? It's like the more you grow yourself, the more you grow your bank account, the more you grow your business. Right. But, uh, yeah, a lot of those guys that would be, and it was a lot, like I had some videos that would be like hundreds of just nasty comments and I felt bad for my assistants cause they had to go through and delete and block all these people. But, you know, the truth is, you know, they just, in my opinion, have their own insecurities. Mm-hmm. They have their own toxic relationships or, you know, maybe they've, they've, you know, maybe they were a part of something and it was a bad experience. Like who knows who cares, but, I'm not here to fix people. I'm not here to convince people. I'm here to attract people that are like me, that are like-minded, that want systems, they want strategy, you know, they want to build a business, they want an and life, right? They want financial abundance, they want freedom, you know, freedom's probably my favorite word because, you know, the truth is, I, I thought I was, I thought there was something wrong with me. When I didn't want to go to school, didn't want to get a degree, didn't want to get a freaking J-O-B, a job and work for someone else. I thought there's something wrong with me. But then you get involved in network marketing and you meet all these other entrepreneurial minded people. And you're like, these are my people. Like, it's not that we want to get rich, although money is very, very nice. But it's the freedom to wake yeah. up when you're done sleeping, to to fly to Dubai, right? Not have to ask permission or borrow money. It's it's having that freedom to choose what you want your life to look like and really design the lifestyle and the freedom and you know all the things that you know most people don't have the ability to create or do because they're in the wrong vehicle you can't fly to the moon in a car you have to be in the right vehicle and network marketing in my opinion is one of the few vehicles that gives the average person the opportunity to achieve freedom without all the risks of of you know overhead investment of money. Like, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and they're like comparing this to a traditional business. They were even having the audacity to say, well, network marketing, is that really like owning a business? And I'm like, it's actually better because when you own a traditional business, it typically owns you. Like you can't start a restaurant on a part-time basis, right? You'd have to go all freaking in on that business. You ever watch Shark Tank? These people invest their life savings and they own a business, but they don't really own it by the time they're done with it. Everybody else owns it. All the millionaires that invest into it own it, and they still got like a little sliver, right? Here, you own your position in your network marketing company, and you can will it, sell it. You can make as little or as much as you want. Obviously, if you wanna make more, it's gonna take more time, more effort, more discipline, but sky's the limit. But again, you have the unlimited income, but you don't have the risk factor of traditional business. And that, to me, makes it better than business ownership because you can truly achieve both time and financial freedom. To me, that's what it's all about.
1: Hey, man, you know, your energy is just like contagious. And, and and, you know, talking about this kind of journey of personal development and personal growth, like we all start somewhere and everyone's on like a. You know, we always say don't you know don't judge your you know first step to, to where somebody is further down the line because everyone's on their journey of, of personal growth and it but it changes you thinking yeah it shifts the way you think to believe in the possibilities that lie within you, around you, and before you, and ultimately it's in our DNA, like we are the true chameleons of the world, let's be honest. Yeah. Like that environment and, and network marketing gives us that environment to feel valued, feel worth but also learn, develop new skills to become, you know, six figure owners or, or whatever our goals may be seven, eight figure owners. Um, which, which I got to say, good. I didn't believe I could do that. Yeah.
0: When I first got started, I remember they were talking about 10 grand a month. I'm like 10,000 a month. That is like, that's like millions. Like back then I was waiting tables, living at home with my parents. I couldn't fathom 10,000 a month, but you know, what's interesting. I don't remember. Like, even though I didn't believe like deep down inside, I didn't, I don't think I believed I could do it. I also don't remember being super skeptical and it fascinates me how many people are just so closed-minded and skeptical and they're broke. I'm like, how can you be closed-minded and broke? That makes no sense. Dude, when I was broke, man, you know, some people will say, oh, you're money motivated. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm freedom motivated. I am yeah. free. I just talked about it, right? I'm freedom motivated, but here's the truth. Uh, the only time I was money motivated is when I didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. But they were talking 10,000 a month. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds amazing, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think I could do that, but I just wanted to make enough money to not wait tables. And, you know, one day I was like, man, one day it would be so cool to make 10,000 a month, but I didn't I didn't see that. And here's the truth. That's probably why it took me so long to achieve it. Like I didn't become a full-time network marketer or a, a six-figure earner until my 7th year my seventh year. It took me 16 years to start earning six figures a month. So it's not get rich quick. It's just, you know, get rich eventually, you know, different, different mentality. So I I love that you said that though. It's like, whether you want to build a full-time income or a significant income, it doesn't matter. It's it's a journey and it's the journey that's actually the best part of it. You don't always see that in the beginning. You're kind of like, yeah, okay, sure. I just want to make money. But once you start to see the development and you start helping people and you realize it's so much bigger than just making money. There's lots of ways to make money. Lots of ways. But most of those things, in my opinion, are not super fulfilling. There's not a lot of like purpose behind it where this is like you know all about helping others and i love that and and that's why you've done such a great job right that's why you built such a thriving business because you've been able to help a lot of people and the more people you help as we know the cliche goes the more people you help the more money you make it's a win-win situation
1: it's like this emotional congruency isn't it like you, you develop like i mean i look i look at myself, six foot two always thought i was a tough guy not in a in a bad way but like a guy like a man but actually, this business really gets into your emotions because you yeah. get that emotional charge yeah. from other people's success, which is is worth more than the money. It's now, addicting. Like, you know, you're it's talking a, like it's pain. addicting. Yeah, you know? oh, that it's is So addicting. addicting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, big time. So was there was there a trigger point for you? So when I when I think back, like like my ten k shift um, that started accelerating, there's two things that were said to me. One was by my mum. And she said to me, son, you'll never earn 10 grand a month with 500 pounds worth of effort. And then, and then a mentor of mine, Rob, he said to me, Craig, stop ch- stop chasing the check and the check will chase you. Yes. His personal development, sorry, and the check will chase you. Yes. So I got into this like mindset of like, you know, almost going from like hanging around sort of four to five grand like um, but not really growing I was really young at the time and yeah. you know at that time I was like yay live with the dream but like I guess most people probably spending more and um, you know you learn through your mistakes but um, was there a trigger point for you like you've obviously talked you know seven years to 10k 16 years to six figures a, a month what what was was there a trigger point that kind of really shifted you to go into overdrive at any point anything particular or yeah, I, I would definitely say back to what I was
0: saying in the beginning is, is social media. Like social media was game changing for me and following like Ray Higdon, Shaleen Johnson, Gary Vaynerchuk, Mike Dillard, uh, Tim Ferriss, like all these guys starting to, to, to speak a language that I was intrigued by. Yeah. Because I'd always like, you know, been very, very much in one company. Not going to name the company, but I was in this one company where I had my blinders on. And I was there for seven years. And after seven years, I was like, you know what? This is really uncomfortable and this is really hard, but I need to start looking around for a new opportunity. And I'd seen other people leave. So I knew that was a thing that that like happened, like people leave, but it was still very taboo. It was like, how dare you? Like, You're a trader. I was telling myself, like, you're a bad person for this. Like, what is wrong with you? But I was like, I'm just not feeling it, dude. Like, I don't want to do meetings. I don't want to have. Listen, and I know even in Europe, they probably still have a lot of companies, a lot of leaders that still do the old school thing. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, I wanted to build a global business without having to leave my home to do it. And, you know, learning about attraction marketing and branding myself and using social media to start generating leads and build an online community. Like, I don't know, man, that sounded way more badass than make a list of a hundred people and invite them to the upcoming meeting. And then at that meeting, you're trying to sign people up in the business to then get those people to do a meeting. And it's just like, it's meetings forever. And I was looking at the top earners in my company. I'm like, they don't have the lifestyle that I'm interested in. They don't have freedom. They have money, but their teams aren't winning. Their business isn't truly self-sufficient. It's not a winning formula, it's not what I want. No. And I, I was looking for what I wanted versus what works. See, a lot of people are looking for what works. Mm-hmm. When you should look for W-Y-W, what you want. Mm-hmm. Not WW, what works, but W-Y-W, what you want. And what I wanted was freedom, lifestyle, duplication. I wanted to get over my MLM PTSD and I wanted to know I could look someone in the eye and truly help them build a business. So that was the thing. We started learning marketing, learning how to teach people how to create curiosity. So like, don't say the name of the company publicly. You might love your company, but you don't own the company. You don't own the company. So if they buy from the company, how much do you make? Zero. How much do you make if they join someone else's team? Nothing. So common sense would say, I want to control the conversation. I want people to reach out to me. I want them to want to buy from me, work with me, follow me, learn from me. And if those things align, then obviously I'll sign them up. But, um, we started to scale that we started to see the results. We started to find other ways to monetize also. And that's a whole other conversation. But I was like, man, that it started to light my fire again. Like I, I went from almost like getting out of the profession altogether, going back into the mortgage industry, going to get a traditional job or figure out something else I could do to like finding that passion, finding that belief again, like this is, this is what I want to do. And, uh, so that was 2013, I left the company I was with for seven years, went to this new company called Vima. They weren't new at the, t- they weren't a new company it was like a new company for me, right? I was joining a new company and we put 7,000 people in that company in two years and the federal trade commission shut it down lovely experience so when that got shut down it was like okay god am i what's up like what's tell me what i'm doing here Mm -hmm. and within 24 hours we were looking at other opportunities i mean for the first 24 hours i was pissed i'm like yeah you know i remember that feeling mate i i had that four years ago i remember the feeling just like Boom, gone. No yeah. more check, no more team, mm-hmm. downline. Yeah, everything's gone. 7,000 people. It's just like it never happened.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but here's one thing that I knew, and this is probably what you experienced too. I had built up some skills. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for 14 years at that point. I had a lot of influence. I had a big following. And this was back in 2015, you know, 15, right? And um, you know, I went to that next company. I made 17,000 my first month. I hit one of the elite ranks. Been with the same company now for almost seven years. Blessing in disguise. Best thing that could have happened is that company was shut down. I hate yeah. to say that. I hate saying that, but it's true, right? Yeah, yeah. You look at your life in reverse. Sometimes things that seem at the time like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he or she broke up with me. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got fired. Or, oh my gosh, I can't believe this thing didn't work out.
1: And then you look back and you're like, hmm, kind of glad that didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Totally, man. get you 100%. 100%. Same vibe, same feeling. It's almost like, you know, you kind of look back and you can never make the change, but I always kind and it's hard to say. I kind of wish the company had gone before because my love and loyalty yeah. cost the people that I was leading an absolute fortune. The check win, but things happen, and you know you find a home, you get passionate, you get excited. You're crushing it, we're crushing it, and it's yeah. just really, really good to see. So let, let's get into some social media tactics because this is where you guys are absolutely crushing it. So I know you have like this whole kind of process of like the curiosity, the why, the what, the wow. I mean, I absolutely love that. I know I've spoken to you and we've really brought that into um, what we do and it's having huge, huge impact. And then, you know, this this is about just really kind of getting that visibility, isn't it? And creating that intrigue. Man. Yeah. I mean, look,
0: if you don't understand the value in social media, like it's tough because at first sometimes people are just like, I don't post on social media and I don't know what to say, but it's just, you have to start looking at things differently. You wanna start looking at social media as an example, not as a place to consume content, but a place to create content. And you start thinking like a marketer, you start thinking like a boss, like an entrepreneur, and you think, okay, how can I help people? How can I start to share my story Talk about the benefits of my product. Create some curiosity. Share other people's stories. How can I put myself on video? Maybe it's TikTok. Maybe it's Reels. Maybe it's in my Instagram or Facebook stories. Maybe it's Facebook Live. You have to figure out ways to start showing up with eighty percent of your your content, value based and entertaining, empowering, you know, enlightening. You want to start showing up with some type of content, and it. You know, I say some type because. I mean, it doesn't technically have to be video, but video is the most impactful. You want to look at your social media like a bank account, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to build up your social equity. A lot of people are trying to withdraw from an empty bank account. They don't have credibility. They don't have influence. You know, They're either always selling, 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 which is why they struggle with selling, or they never sell. And nobody even knows. You're like a secret agent. So there is that fine line of like, 80% value, 20%, maybe even 10% of the time you talk about your product, your company. Sometimes it's very direct. Sometimes it's more indirect, but it's talking about it just not too much where it comes across as if you're trying to sell and pitch them. If you if you come across as you're trying to pitch and sell them every single time, every interaction, every every story, every post, every time they follow, it's probably not going to get you the results you desire like I mentioned before. But the other thing is you got to pay attention to people that are paying attention to you. If if people are watching your stories, you know you can go to your story and swipe up. You can see who's watching your stories, send them a message, right? The people that are liking and commenting on your posts like engage with those people, reach out to those people. And by the way, it doesn't have to be like, hey, do you want to join my team? You want to buy my product? It can just be like, hey, Sarah, how are you? Thanks for the love of my posts. What have you been up to? Were you at all curious in what I'm doing? Would you be at all open and watching a short video that gives you some information on my product or company? If not, no big deal. Like you're just having those conversations. Write this down. You are a professional conversation starter professional conversation starter. So there's going to be reactive and proactive. There's reactive, meaning people are coming to you, which is mm-hmm. a, the best kind of lead. I love when people are in my inbox going, what company are you with? What's your product? How do I get the juice? How do I get the stuff? How do I get right? Like what's it cost? Those people, I'm always going to have a higher close ratio mm-hmm. because they came to me. But you can't sit back twiddling your thumbs, waiting for the people to ask you what you do you got to be proactive. You got to reach out to people and you want to be a friend first and a marketer second. Again, you want to have the mindset of a doctor or you're giving a consultation. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with them by asking questions to see if my products will benefit them. And by the way, when you are talking about your products, talk about the benefits and not the features. Mm-hmm. Talk about the, Don't talk about what's in the product. What does the product do for you? What has it done for other people, right? The benefits versus the features. And then from there, we use the ATM system, right? Add, tag, message. You and I have talked about this. If someone expresses interest, we add them into a group. We tag them in the information they were interested in. And then we send them a message. Hey, Craig, I add you to my group. In the group, you're going to learn more about the products, the company, how we make money, whatever it is, right? Because some people are just interested in products. Some are interested in making money. The people that are interested in making money, in my opinion, they need to know about the products. But people that are just interested in the products, they don't necessarily need to know anything about the business, because they're looking to lose weight or they're looking to use the product to benefit them as a consumer, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not trying to cram the opportunity. That was another big paradigm shift about five, six years ago, is we started duplicating and teaching people, launching people with them focused on leading with the product. And then if someone's interested in the product, you say, hey, do you also want to learn more about the business and watch a 12-minute video on how we make money promoting these products on social media? If not, no big deal. We just found that it was easier for people to promote a product and get a customer and actually not just get a customer, but consistently get customers than it is to teach a new person how to get a recruit. Right. And you know this, you've been in the business a while too. You've seen this, like the average person is not going to have a lot of success recruiting in the beginning, but they'll probably have some decent success finding people that are willing to try products. And you know what? It makes sense. There's more people out there that want to lose weight or look younger or feel better or whatever it is your product does right there's more people out there that're willing to buy a product than sell a product there's there's way more people out there that would use a product versus becoming like an entrepreneur and starting a business right most most people even though we think that's weird right we're like what is what's wrong with you don't you want to make money Don't you want to be debt-free? Don't you want – you don't want residual income, right? But some people, they're not ready for that. They don't – they're like – this is a foreign language. They're skeptical. They're like, yeah, right, sure. So product first for most people. Mm -hmm. If someone's got a big influence and they're very entrepreneurial and their friends and their network is entrepreneurial – That's a little different, but if they're just like the normal everyday person, we teach them to lead with product. We teach them, like you said, how to go live and promote their new product, their new business, why they're excited, tell people why you're doing it, get personal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from there, ATM, you add them, you tag them in the stuff, you send them a message. Hey, I tagged you in this video. Uh, And then, and then really it's just, you know, follow-up, right? The fortune's in the follow-up. I don't want to get too deep on like the follow-up stuff, but, you know follow-up is actually where the money's made and yeah. it's not just me selling it's me closing like i'm just like listen what did you like best when did you want to get started what would be your goals i'm here to support you right mm-hmm. and teaching my team how to do group chats on facebook messenger yeah it's just so freaking simple right mm-hmm. we create curiosity and create conversations we connect with the people that are open we add them to the groups tag them in the information we put them in a group chat so mm-hmm. that they can meet other marketers on the team yeah. and then Getting the ones that join plugged into the system, teaching them the onboarding process, giving them the tools, giving them the direction and the guidance they need to be successful. Because what's the goal? The goal is to create independence. Yeah. The goal is to get to a point where you have so many leaders and producers and people out there building their businesses because it is their business, not yours. You don't yeah. be a micromanager like, hey, Craig, what'd you do today? John, how many people did you talk to? No. I want people on my team that are self-sufficient, right? They're not, they're not lying on me. Now, of course I'm still in the trenches with them. Look, I've recruited more people in the last 90 days than I've recruited in the last 20 years. I'm still building new teams. I'm still leading by example, but I'm also, I'm, I'm leading by example, but then, and and I'm accessible. I'm there for my team. I know you're doing the same thing, but I'm also not a babysitter. Mm -hmm. I'm not a therapist. I'm not dragging people to the finish line or across the finish line. Like I'm running with the runners, walking with the walkers, crawling with the crawlers. I meet them where they're at. And I don't make them, by the way, I don't make anybody feel bad either. I get people all the time. Like, I'm so sorry. I haven't been plugged into the training calls. I haven't been there. And I, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, like I'm, I'm winning and growing with or without you. And I'm Mm -hmm. not paying attention to who's doing what, but I also don't want to spend too much time trying to revive the dead, as they say. I'm not trying to beg and convince people to work the business. I don't try Mm -hmm. to beg and convince people to join the business in the first place, Mm -hmm. right? But the other thing is you have to keep in mind, especially when you have a smaller team and a smaller business, you got to work with what you got. You got to work with what you got. But as you grow a bigger business, a, a more profitable business, a business like Craig, then you know you have the ability to pick and choose who you spend your time with, so that you're, you know, making sure that you're pouring into the people that deserve it and spending that personal time with the people that are showing up and doing the work.
1: You find you learn your skills, don't you? And, and yeah. you know, certainly when, certainly when you're at the beginning, I mean, I love the mindset of leading with product as well. I completely agree. It, it builds confidence. People get into the environment. I mean, for me, I remember like my very first team member was purely solely by accident, solely by accident. And then I, I got the bug for it. But you learn your skills. You cut your teeth. Yeah. On not necessarily the right people, and and you you almost like sharpen your axe. So actually, you're becoming worth more. So then you've got the skills when you're attracting the good people. You've got this ability to nurture them to succeed to create that independence. So you've right. got to go through that journey. Have to go yeah. through the journey.
0: It's such a good point, you know, because like when I think about some of the really good people I have in my business today, like I wouldn't have, I wouldn't know what to do with them if they would have hit me up ten years ago. Mm-hmm. If they were doing my team twenty years ago, I'd be like. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know what to do, man. I'm sorry. Like, I wouldn't have been able to coach him. I'd been like, you know, people are like, man, it took you a while, and I'm like, yeah, thank God, thank God, it took me seven years to crack a full time income, sixteen years to become a millionaire, because, you know, the truth is, I, I don't think I would have appreciated it if it was easy. If I would have made this much money in my 20s, I don't know, man. I was still drinking back then. Like, I haven't drank alcohol in 14 years. Like, I don't, I don't think it would have been a good thing. To make this kind of money way back then. I mean, I was making six figures in my early twenties because I got into the mortgage industry and then whatever, whatever. But you know, for me, uh, I, I don't think I, I'm glad it took as long as it did. You know, I'm glad I have so much I have so much more appreciation and gratitude for what I built because it took a while. It wasn't handed to me. I didn't, you know, get a spot. I didn't have I you know, quite honestly, in other companies, I had really bad upline. Like the last company I was in and the company before that, like My upline, I was treated like a redheaded stepchild, you know, Nadi and I both, they just, we were always like the biggest team. So the upline was always worried about their other teams. They didn't, they didn't really feel like they had to work with us, but again, it was a blessing in disguise because I had to step up. I had to become the leader that I wish I had.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I know you just mentioned, and it's a bit off, off kind of point, but you mentioned about not drinking for 14 years. And I read something recently or listen to something and I can't remember the exact number but there was something insane like 90 something percent of millionaires don't drink wow really that is shocking a ridiculous percentage millionaires actually do not drink alcohol which is fascinating really you know you talk about environment and lifestyle and energy and yeah I mean, I, mean I like a glass of wine occasionally, but, you know, yeah, so, I was going to well,
0: say, I if, if, <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, if you can handle it, like for me, it was like, you know, Nadia will drink a couple glasses of wine. Like for me, that'd be like pre-gaming. That'd be like a couple bottles. Like, let's go. Like I was all in. I'm an obsessive type of personality. Right. It's like I, I wouldn't just to me, it's like, why would I just drink two? like i'm drinking to get drunk i'm drinking to black out i want to go party like and now that was also in my 20s in my defense but you know the truth was i was not a good drunk 50 percent of the time it was a good time yeah. but if it was the other 50 percent. like i was getting arrested i was just stupid things and you know i for me you know being a father and a husband like at some point you're like okay This is either going to ruin my marriage. I'm going to be a terrible father or I'm going to like, you know, make a very, very tough decision. At the time, it was tough looking back. It's like that was a no brainer. But at the time, you know, you when you're really into partying with your friends and stuff, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm never drinking again. I'm never going to have fun again. And it's just the the dumbest thing. But you don't know. You're Like, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm going to try. And it was one of the best decisions I made for me personally. You know, everybody's in a different situation. Everybody's got, you know, their stuff. That for me was baggage. That was a big problem. And I knew it, but I was always trying to like, you know, put it off. And then eventually I finally made that decision. And, you know, people are like, did you go to AA? Did you do this? Did you do that? And I'm like, "Uh, I, I know this isn't what you want to hear, but no, I just stop drinking. And I just haven't drank since. And people are like, how? And I'm like, I willpower. I don't know what else to tell you. Just, you know, choice. And and there was more to the story too. one of my best friends from high school committed suicide. And when he did that, him and I used to always talk about quitting drinking because, you know, it always led to the other bad decisions we would made. And he got hooked on drugs. And I really think it was the alcohol that got him into, you know, that that life, that lifestyle, that, you know, that addiction. And I was just like, you know what, man, I, I'm not gonna allow. Just like my dad died. My dad died of a heart attack when I was 23, and he smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. I quit smoking since he died. I was like, I'm done with smoking. Never smoking again. Same thing with alcohol. So I already knew I could do it because I'd done it before. I had done the whole like you know quitting smoking thing, and of course, I hit my cords. My phone's bouncing. Um, so I'd quit smoking before. So I was like, I'm just gonna do the same thing with alcohol. And uh, you know, the day he died. I drank a six pack. I did drink a six pack that day. And that was it. I haven't drank alcohol since then. And that was the first day of 2008. By the way, that was when I went full time in network marketing also.
1: Well, do you know what? I, I really do believe that there's, we have this inner power when we truly make a decision. Because I was the same. I remember being at an Auntie Robbins event. I used to smoke 20, 30 fags a day. And I remember leaving there and I screwed up this packet of cigarettes, threw it in the bin and just, just went, you know, that was it. I was done. I'd made the decision. That was it it yeah. was my decision it was done that was how it was going to be yeah you're like no patch no, no like, nothing.
0: nothing off like i'm just i'm done that's it yeah. i'm not gonna i not going
1: i did not even find it difficult because i was so crystal clear on the decision yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't i remember going i mean back then i remember like you'd go into a, a how long has uh, it been 2005.
0: wow yeah so i quit 2003 yeah there you yeah know. so
1: you got you go back into uh, uh you go into. i mean you know I, I when i was living in spain i did uh i did uh you know have the old cigarette when i was uh having a glass of wine but i didn't ha- i didn't need it i enjoyed it um for some bizarre reason but even then like I'd, I'd like i'd have a cigarette and then i wouldn't have something for six months so there was no addiction it was just yeah a decision
0: yeah kind of like a cigar like once in a while i'll have a cigar yeah. I, but i don't feel any like desire the next day like i need to smoke
1: some some cigs yeah no not at all. I think there's I think there's better things to be addicted to, and I think network yeah. marketing gives you that—the addiction yes. to personal growth, the addiction uh-huh. to making a difference in other people's lives. But the, yeah. the, the the addiction to freedom, man. You know, yes. this is this is the driving force. Yeah, um, but
0: it, it it's hard in the beginning because you know it's it's like the old saying goes: like when when you have momentum in network marketing, there's nothing better. When you don't have momentum in network marketing, there's nothing worse. It's just like because you want it so bad. But, you know, the truth is you can't want it more for people than they want it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and how many of us experience this? Maybe some of us are experiencing this now where it's like you are your team. It's like you're like, when am I going to find someone that's like me? And Craig hit the nail on the head. The more you work on yourself and the better you become, the better the people are that you attract to you. Yeah. So you have to work on you. That doesn't necessarily mean that just working on you is the key. But if you're working your business and not working on you, mm -mm, you got to do both. You know, it is a numbers game, but it's there's more variables. Like if someone like this one person on my team, she's like, oh, yeah, it's all about consistency. And it's like, yeah, but no. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, if you're consistently doing the same thing over and over again, that's actually the definition of insanity, right? Expecting a different result, but you're not getting any better. Right? You have to consistently get better as well, but typically, through the action, action, right? Through the activity, through working your business, you are typically going to get better, right? right? But just being consistent is not enough.
1: You have to consistently get better,
0: you have to consistently improve.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right, love it, mate. I really do appreciate your time, mate. I know you are living We're a life of freedom. You've got the pool in the background, which I really do hope you're gonna. And now learn. it's
0: starting to rain, so there you go. Go, fish. really.
1: Oh, mate. Well, there's nothing wrong with being in a warm, hot tub when That's it's raining. True. I'm sure. That's I'm That's sure. I mean, you're getting wet,
0: wet, you know, so whatever. Same. Day. Before
1: before you go, buddy, before you go. So yeah. you, you, you talked about um this kind of like you have this all-in mentality. Even when you were younger, you were all-in. Yeah. Like, I know, like, you, from a freedom point of view, and it's not like the old school of belly-to-belly, nose-to-nose, running around the motorway, doing, like, 16-hour days. But even in the time that you're in, Whatever you choose that to be, you've got to be all in, right? That's the mindset. There's got to be 100% in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, if if you got 1% doubt, you're out.
1: Yeah.
0: If you don't believe in what you're doing. Now, let's be clear. It's about believing in what you're doing. You don't have to have a lot of confidence. People think, oh, I got to be confident. Oh, that's why I'm struggling. I'm not confident. Mm -mm. Brene Brown has a quote that I love. It's choose courage over comfort. So it's about courageous activity. Courage- you, how can you build confidence in something that you haven't done? It's like a sport. How many of you have played a sport, right? You know, you guys call soccer football over there. I mean, it's whatever, but we call it soccer. Let's get into that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't know anything. We know nothing over here. <laughs> uh, especially when it comes to soccer or football. But, you know, on a, on a serious note, right? how do you build confidence in playing a sport? It's playing the sport. Like yeah. there's no other way you can read all the books. You could watch others play, but how do you build that confidence? It's doing it over and over and over. And by the way, even at the highest level, like you look at some of the best athletes in the world, it, it it's not just going to be because people say, oh yeah, but that person has raw talent or they're just so you know athletic. Sure. That helps. But when you get to the highest level, everybody's athletic, mm-hmm. everybody's talented, now it's mindset, it's work ethic, it's hustle. It's all that other stuff, all those other intangibles. So yeah, it's it's really important to be courageous and take action. You know, people, I suck at videos. I'm like, well, how many videos have you done? Well, not that many. Well, that's why you suck. How do you expect mm-hmm. to be good at something? You haven't done a whole lot. Like, guess what? Embrace the suck. We all suck yeah. at first. That's it.
1: Love it, mate. Hey, well, look, buddy, again, massive, massive thank you to you. Maybe I will see you at an event in the near future, I am sure. We are off to Dubai again this year, so maybe you should pop over for a uh, nice. weekend. But, <laughs> mate, super, super great. Give my love to Nadia and um, really super grateful for you. Just give some of your valuable time and, and, and really come and talk about really what you're doing on social media. I mean, you guys have really created this, massive kind of atm your face off vibe yeah. uh, which is where the duplications come in and you know um you know we're loving it i know it's uh sweeping around the world so uh mate keep crushing it loads of love and energy to your buddy you're an absolute rock star i really do appreciate your time absolutely bro thanks for having me bye everyone